Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Not only is there a gas shortage, there's also a chicken shortage. And the company Tyson is saying that they're partly to blame because the roosters they use for breeding have not met the demand. <laughs> the roosters heard and were like, well, the added pressure certainly isn't helping. Wow. And that's a rooster with ED, I guess, is what that joke is all about. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this doesn't usually happen. Bacock. <laughs> Bacock, indeed. <laughs> Uh, so the WHO came out with some sort of report about the pandemic. We talked to historian Neil Ferguson yesterday, who gave the world an F grade for Four how it, fantastic for how it mm. handled the pandemic. Not so positive, Sean. F, and what was really interesting about his point of view in the book uh, "Doom: The Politics of Catastrophe" is that he blames it on middle management. It's it's bureaucracies. Even a great leader. Once the government gets to, you know, the, the state it's in now, uh, the bureaucrats just stifle everything. Or they pervert the uh, data that's flowing upward. Or they don't like the policy, so they slow walk it. Or, or just idiots at the CDC make idiotic des- uh, decisions and are never called to account for it. You want to play that to the clip, Neil? We could. Yeah, why don't we do that? I'll uh, dig up that WHO report report and report on it coming up next. What do you give the world for a grade on reacting to this 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 horrible thing that that struck us a year ago? 
Yeah, I, I'd have to say that the F comes to mind at this point. And, uh, you know, you don't need to take it from me because there's a, a new report that's just come out, the independent panel, uh, which uh, has, I think, arrived at somewhat similar conclusions to my own, namely that this was an avoidable disaster. If we had acted the way, say, the Taiwanese and the South Koreans did uh, early, quickly ramping up testing and creating contact tracing, isolating people who were infected, we, we did not need to have a global pandemic. And indeed, Taiwan did not have significant excess mortality at all. I think 12 people have died of COVID in Taiwan, and they're right next to China. So we know that this did not have to be this way. We know that we did not have to have more than half a million Americans die prematurely. Uh, the, the problem, I think, is that, that we are seeking simplistic narratives about this story, uh, which are going to lead us to miss what is really amiss, uh, what is really wrong. After all, this is not the only disaster that we have had handled badly in recent times. I, I don't think you could claim that we handled 9-11 brilliantly. Uh, certainly with the benefit of hindsight, invading Iraq doesn't seem like the best possible reaction to that crisis. Financial crisis, well, on paper we were prepared. We had all kinds of regulations in place, but that was a pretty big debacle. And then on paper we were prepared for a pandemic. It was just that maybe we got the wrong sort of pandemic. I don't know what the excuse would be. But I think there's a pattern here. Of, of failure, and I don't think it's always been this way, uh, because we, we have great scientific knowledge. We, we understand a lot about the disasters that we are likely to encounter, but it feels to me as if our response has become less competent, uh, compared, let's say, with the 1950s, when in the face of the so-called Asian flu of 1957, the Eisenhower administration was able to cope with the, the challenge and deal with the disruption of, of excess mortality without shutting the economy down, without letting the deficit explode, without creating all the kinds of, I think, avoidable uh, and, and costly mistakes that, that were made in 2020. Historian Neil Ferguson of the Hoover Institution. Uh, the Extra Large Podcast is at armstrongandgetty.com. And what did the, the WHO report more or less say? Well, it, they appointed the Independent Panel for Pandemic Preparedness and Response. And they r- delivered, in the words of the Washington Post, a lengthy, significant, but ultimately evasive answer. They reconstructed how early warning systems failed, agencies faltered, China covered up, although they never specifically used the word China, at least in their their public press release. Uh, But they go through all sorts of of mistakes and missteps, and uh, to me, the most notable one. And this is in, it's tucked away in background materials, and I'm so glad the WAPO looked into this. They have an hour-by-hour, day-by-day reconstruction of what happened in Wuhan, China, from December 2019 through January 2020. That's interesting. I want to read that. Oh, yeah. And they're reminded of, for instance, Chinese labs started sequencing the new virus before the WHO was even aware that an outbreak was underway. Way. The Chinese knew they had something bad and were studying it careful at the highest carefully at the highest levels without even telling the WHO that it existed. And they mentioned you can see clearly and painfully how potentially life saving information leaked out on social media and through Chinese language press reports, but then was quickly quashed. And it wasn't uh, through official channels at all. Including it, doctors, I remember, being jailed or fired or locked in their homes or all kinds of different things. Right. Yep. 
Uh, the Washington, uh, the panel actually cites the Washington Post in this article in the Washington Post uh, about how officials silenced whistleblowers and encouraged residents to keep attending public events. They think uh, President Xi Jinping, dictator Xi Jinping, was uh, involved in the response. So they think he actually knew about it because I remember early on some report I read believed that they were keeping it from him in the same way. They didn't tell Chairman Mao that everybody out in the farmlands was starving to death. Your plan's working great, boss. Right. Yeah, it's hard to say at what point uh, he became involved. I mean, maybe when it had gotten so big, the local officials couldn't hide it anymore. And who knows? Maybe they're, they're you know, rotting away in jail cells or dead now. We don't know, and we'll probably never find out. Um, but it, it paints a really ugly picture of the early days of this and uh, how the WHO uncritically amplified false cli- Chinese claims about how the virus was transmitted, that the WHO has made some mealy-mouthed, weak excuses for. Uh, let's see. They also describe how in January 2020, the WHO's emergency committee met to decide whether to issue a b- fire alarm, in effect. And they, ma- they met and they talked and they talked and they didn't act, and there's no explanation why from the WHO. Uh, so now they want to build a new bureaucracy to keep an eye on the old bureaucracy, but of course keep uh, keep the old bureaucracy. Um, bah, 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 bah. So entirely preventable. The I think the latest number is $25 trillion worth of uh, damage to the world economy. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deaths and people are still dying. 4,000 in India yesterday. Uh, all of that avoidable. Yeah, millions dead, killed by China, killed by communism. If China would have said to the WHA, hey, we got something that got out of the lab and it's bad, and everybody would have jumped on it right away, and we would have sent our best people, and people, the best people from all over the world would have gotten on it, we would have had this under control. None of the kids all around the world missing out on a year of school, which is going to mean they're going to miss out on, the Wall Street Journal said the average kid's going to lose out on like $400,000 worth of lifetime earnings and stuff like oh, that. I mean, wow. it's just it's just horrifying. Wow. None of that stuff had to happen. And I'm not an expert on Chinese communist psyche, but I can't believe they would have covered up a natural outbreak. Why would you bother? People get sick all the time. The flu rages around the world all the time. Why would you cover up a natural outbreak? Mm -hmm. Finally, from this uh, WAPO piece, it remains unclear, for instance, whether member states, including China, would consider giving the WHO more power to investigate during times of crisis. The fact that it took a WHO-convened team of scientists a year to get access to key sites in Wuhan suggests it would be a hard sell. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for killing millions, China. Nice job. Nice, And, and you college kids who want to... Uh, I think we should try communism. Ugh. No freedom of speech until you're 30. Can we just pencil that in the Constitution? Why not? Is there some sort of process for that? Or can you just, somebody at the archives, just sneak in there. <laughs> somebody who does calligraphy. And just do a little carrot, you know, the uh, the little arrow thing. Until you're 30. It's, or after you're 30. Exactly. See if anybody notices. So Forbes puts out their lists of richest this and that all the time. Richest actor, richest singer, richest person, richest woman, richest of under 30. They got their richest athletes list out. For the first time ever, there are four people that earned over $100 million in one year on the Yikes. list. Kind of interesting. Who are they? Also this. So they had a get-together with New York City mayoral candidates and asked them some questions that you would think a politician would know the answer to if you're going to try to represent the people. Hilarious how wrong they were. I mean, really? it's, it's This is really making the rounds on social media. It's pretty funny. 
We'll have that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you really think it's okay? Because I still feel judged. I feel people are giving you the side eye. It's not comfortable, Dr. Fauci. I know, Gail. We've got to make that transition. If you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. It would be a very unusual situation. If you were going into a completely crowded situation where people are essentially falling all over each other, then you wear a mask. But any other time, if you're vaccinated and you're outside, put aside your mask. You don't have to wear it. Okay, did you hear that? Even Dr. Fauci now says you don't need to wear a mask outside. Okay, The king of hyper-caution. So I don't feel weird about it like Gail King does, but I do see people look at me side-eye like they did at the park last night. I think so. I think a mom, dad, and their kids left the park because we showed up there without masks on in their area. That's, that's either shocking ignorance or, or tribal signaling of some weird sort. That's crazy. And, and, you know, I I return to my earlier question. If you have self-selected as a person not getting the vaccine and you're in that situation where we're on top of each other, unless it's like a bomb shelter or tornado shelter or something like that, why do I have to alter my behavior in any way to protect you? At this point, uh, you don't. Or, or certainly after like a month when everybody who could conceivably have wanted the vaccine got it. I'll have the top 10 richest athletes of last year who made the most money. Number one is a shocker, and the amount is a shocker. Also, Target is going to stop selling something that will make my kids very unhappy. But first this. There's a whole bunch of people in New York running for mayor, including um, old Yang, the Yang gang. What's his name? What's his Andrew, name? Andrew Yang, Yang, I believe, yeah. who ran for president. But two candidates yesterday... Uh, well, I'll just read this story as it's written. The New York Times notes that while neither Sean Donovan nor Raymond McGuire is considered a front runner in the mayoral race, although it's early, their answers to a question posed by the New York Times editorial board to eight candidates have many, noting they may not fully understand the plight of working people in their own constituency. They ask these candidates, all of them, what the median sales price for a home is in Brooklyn. Now, huh. um, you could say, well, you ought to have some idea. But they're beyond that. One of them, Donovan's who, who's running, served as the city's housing commissioner under Mayor Michael Bloomberg and ran the, Dem- the Department of Housing and Urban Development under President Obama. Wait a minute. You'd think he would know. Yes. He said in Brooklyn, average price of a home in Brooklyn, I don't know, I'd guess around 100000 the other guy, McGuire, who's an investment banker from Citigroup, he said, I'm thinking eighty to 90000 maybe even higher. The real number is 900000 Holy crap. I was going to say, wait a minute. I'm not a New Yorker, and I know those numbers are ridiculously low. So if you ever have felt like the investment banker or the guy in government is out of touch, well, there's your answer. So the guy who was involved with housing and urban de- development, he was the city's housing commissioner, was it couldn't even come within it's, it's it's amazing that you could be this far off well he he was like around 12% of the correct answer 
God, and the other guy, the investment banker, he's just been so rich for so long. I don't know. I suppose poor people, uh, for them to buy a house, regular people, it probably cost them, what, 80 grand to buy a house? It hasn't cost 80 grand to buy a house in a place like Brooklyn in 30 years, 40 years? Maybe 100. I don't know how long. The, so, again, the, the real answer is 900,000. Isn't That's that amazing? That's the median. Wow. Woof. Wow, you, you got you got to be more plugged into reality if you're going to be able to talk about policy and what policies ought to be this and that. You got to have a better idea. Oh yeah, what here, here. That's, I mean, come that's on, embarrassing. Get them out of there. Who's that guy who's leading? Who's who's uh, impressive? We had some clips of him the other day. Oh, it doesn't matter. If we can come up with those later, that's fine. But it's not like we cover New York politics a lot. So Forbes put out the list of the ten uh, athletes who made the most money in 2020. Number ten. Former warrior, now turncoat Kevin Durant, made $75 million last year. Plays for the New Jersey Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Is it the Brooklyn when, Nets? New Brooklyn Jersey. Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Yep. Uh, where a house, I've heard, on average costs about $900,000. That's funny. I heard it was eighty. <laughs> Tom Brady, at the age of 62, finished ninth on the list. He made $76 million with being a, being a Buccaneer last year. Wow. Uh, the, uh, this list includes uh, sure. endorsement and yeah. side businesses, yeah. too. Which it should. Yeah, uh, Absolutely, yeah. Um, you got to build a brand, Sean. It's all about the brand. Number eight, a race car driver you don't know, Lewis Hamilton, made $80 million. Uh, number seven, tennis player Roger Federer at $90 million. We're only at number seven, and it's $90 million, Roger Federer. One thing I notice is almost all of them are uh, like upper 30s or 40 for the most part. So I guess that's where you've built a brand, and this is where you're really making your endorsement money. Exactly. Uh, a soccer player I don't know, Neymar. Oh, he's, he's, he's the soccer player. Gigantic. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. Um, LeBron James finished fifth at $96 million. Dak Prescott, the quarterback from the for the Cowboys? I would have never guessed. Football salaries are weird because the year that they sign, they get the signing bonus, throws a lot of it off because so much of their contract is front-loaded. He made $107.5 million last year, the quarterback for the Cowboys. Holy crap. I can't even conceive of that much money. <laughs> no, you can't. Cristina Ronaldo, soccer player who's dang near 40, is number three. Another soccer player, Lionel Messi, is number two. But who makes the most money in sports last year? He's a scumbag, it turns out, and a crazy person. He used to be a plumber who worked 12-hour days, six days a week. Had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, lived in a with his girlfriend in his mom's house. Babe Ruth. Connor McGregor. Hmm. Made $180 million last year, despite sucker punching an old man at a bar. I was such a big fan of his before that, too, yeah, but I'm just 100% I out. Oh, no, I'm, I'm for him dying in the ring. Oh, jeez. Hello. We better edit that out when this airs, Michael. That's, uh, Why? That's uh, he's, was he behind that bourbon? Yeah, that's uh, the the was proper twelve whiskey something like that. Yeah, that, that's where a large portion of his uh, that money came from. Was I, sucker I, punching old man bourbon? <laughs> I'm such a tough guy. I fight regular citizens sitting in a bar. Oh, and hit them when they're not looking. Yeah. That is so freaking weak. Oh yeah, he literally sucker punched a middle aged guy yeah. or oldish guy, as I recall. But he's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep that in mind. And he did that whole thing with throwing the chair through the window of that bus and all that craziness. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a nut. He's very rich. $180 million. Holy crap. i got to launch me a liquor. That's how you make the real money. Ask Sammy Hagar. Oh, what Target stopped selling? i got to hit you with that. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we ask for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. Uh, she's black. That's why she says, look at me. Um, she's a mom in Virginia, angry that her county school is into critical race theory, which is evil. It's actually evil. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that reminds me. Do we, if, do we have a second for this? I know you got a bunch of stuff to talk talk about, but this young black gal wrote a letter uh, a post slamming Alyssa Milano, a young black woman. Uh, she says 
she's condescending to black men. Quote, people like you find power in fear. You're everything you preach against. You're not helping. You're making things worse. You're causing more division. Uh, And she played a clip of um, Alyssa Milano saying, for those of us who are not black men, imagine watching the news and seeing people arrested, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and she responded, imagine being a black man being told by some lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on TV are one and the same because you look alike. Imagine being told by society that white people can be all that they want to be, but you as a black man, the content of your character is completely irrelevant. You're the color of your skin, and that's all you'll ever be. Imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin. Socioeconomics affects everyone, but apparently you're not as smart as the poorest white person. Yeah. La- lady, I don't want to hate you. I know you're talented. I know your heart is in the right place, but you are everything you preach against i gotta believe i'm sure it's true that there are plenty of black parents that when some of these shootings happen they say you know why he got shot because he's running with a gang and uh and he had a gun in his hand and was running mm-hmm. from the police that's why he got shot right don't right. do that um i can't get over the story of the mayoral candidates in new york who are asked what the average <laughs> price of a home is and the one guy who had been in government his whole life, particularly in housing, guessed a hundred grand. And the guy, the investment banker, guessed the embarrassing eighty thousand dollars for the average price of a home in Brooklyn. Turns out it's nine hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Way to be the stereotype of what people think you know an investment banker executive is. So out of touch. He has no idea what things cost. A loaded Chevy truck costs $80,000. How do you think a home in Brooklyn, but he wouldn't have any idea, because I'm sure he picks out what he wants to drive out of a magazine and doesn't think about the cost. Right. And just says, get me that one. You'd think a super rich guy would be the opposite way. That's just breathtaking ignorance. If he, if he thinks a, a house in Brooklyn costs eighty grand, what does he think a house in western Kansas, where I'm from, costs? A five spot? <laughs> <laughs> five thousand dollars. <laughs> What a hilarious story. Yeah. Uh, Target, my kids are going to hate this. Target is going to stop selling Pokemon cards. And for the dumbest of reasons. When I saw uh, the headline, I thought, okay, for, you know, changing their inventory. Stores can do that. There was a fight last week in a parking lot at one Target. I think it was in Wisconsin. A 35-year-old man was assaulted by four others in a fight over sports trading cards. So they're no longer, Target is no longer going to sell Pokemon cards or f- baseball cards or NBA cards or NFL cards. What? Because there was a fight. One fight at one store in Wisconsin? There's a fight going on in a Target parking lot right now, everywhere in America, over some stupidity. The Guardian notes, God, I have to tell my kids, get your Pokemon cards out and look at them. They have seen a huge spike in their resale value during the pandemic as consumers looked for ways to pass the time. And my son had bought, geez, pre-pandemic, he, I think he bought, bought a $20 card from a, a collectible shop with some of his... um money he'd collected over the years, you know, birthday card money and whatnot. Hmm. And if that's gone up, he's got to sell. Of course, it's yeah. capital gains tax. Who knows under Biden what it's going to be. Oh, my God. Have you told him about uh, Dogecoin yet? <laughs> he has any allowance money left over? You think he's hitting the $400,000 threshold with his He's going to have to pay, pay capital gains. And... Dad, I bought an NFT of a, uh, of a Dogecoin of a Pokemon. Or I, Dad, I no, Matt. It's, it's coming together. It's slowly, slowly. I have to ask my buddy who runs a store who sells this sort of stuff because he's he has Pokemon cards that are two hundred bucks a piece, or were last year. I wonder what they are now. 
I know nothing about the Pokemon well, market. I'm, Zero. Well, but I'm starting. I don't know anything about it either. It's but I'm the, starting to understand that the meme economy is real. Oh, and yes. if you get in at the right time and get out at the right time, this stuff is real the money. Collectibles in general have been skyrocketing for the past eighteen months. I need to figure out what's hot, buy it low, and sell it high. I don't care if I understand it or no. I don't know what a Pokemon. I don't know what Pokemon is. I have no freaking idea. Hmm. But if I can buy that card at twenty bucks and sell it for two hundred, I'm doing it. If you can find it and not get assaulted in the parking lot. Exactly. Seems like I had another thing I was going to do, but I don't remember what it was. Eh, it don't matter. Yeah, they, so the, a lot of the collectible card things, they are now, uh, you have to get them graded so you know that they're in good condition and there's a company that officially grades them and uh, verifies them. Did not know that. That company in and of itself has stopped taking orders grading them because they are so backlogged. Interesting. From just an over, yeah, they're just yeah, too I'm much not, demand. I'm not positive Bitcoin's a bubble. I'm positive Pokemon cards are a bubble. So get out while you can. Hey, Florida is going to change their law and allow restaurants to permanently sell alcohol with takeout and delivery meals. I hope all states start doing Good. that. Now, I don't drink, but it's always been dumb that you can't get a takeout beer with your food. I can buy it across the street. At the convenience store, but not... That's just dumb. can buy it anywhere of a hundred places yeah. within walking distance. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many laws that are just dumb, antiquated, whatever. They just don't get around to changing Blue them. Blue hairs. I blame the blue hairs. Do you? Do you? Uh, let's see. What do we have? we got a bunch of stuff we could do. Uh, study says trans women still have athletic advantage over women, women after years of hormone therapy. British Journal of Sports Medicine. Big study done by the British Air Force. Hello. Oh, let's see. Even after two years of hormone suppression therapy and the rest of it, the trans women uh, beat uh, the uh, the other gals in uh, sit-ups and push-ups. Uh, 12% faster on the 1.5-mile run. And, and that's after two years of hormone therapy. Um, it's just anybody who is in favor of of trans girls competing against always been girls is a crazy person. I remember what I have. I have the worst story you're going to hear today. Do you want to hear the worst story you're going to hear today? Because I know not everybody wants to hear this sort of thing. But no, no is the answer. It's the sort of story, though, that for a lot of us, we'll say, God, did you hear the story about to someone later today? It's a pretty good one of those. Are you prepared to take full responsibility I for am. telling this story? I am. So this, All right. so this woman in Texas wakes up with something dripping on her face. Oh, no, no, no. Four no. o'clock in the morning. Well, you don't want to hear the rest of the story? All right, go ahead. <laughs> she wakes up in the morning with something dripping on her face, flips on the light, looks like blood. Oh, my God, that really looks like blood. I think it's blood. And it's splattered on their walls all around her bedroom. <gasps> and she looks up, and it's, it seems to be seeping through the ceiling. Blood is seeping through the ceiling like a freaking horror film my skin is crawling i'm afraid of what i'm about to hear she calls who does she does she call the police or maintenance first ghostbusters uh eventually the police she called maintenance they maintenance hey there's uh, gallons of blood dripping into my apartment my toilet still runs at night oh yeah and the walls are bleeding (laughs) i don't know if you've been getting many of these calls but it's happening in my apartment now so (laughs) that outlet over by the kitchen doesn't work and my walls are bleeding human blood so if you could get to that tomorrow that'd be awesome uh the guy in the apartment above her had died oh and had been decomposing on the floor for days. Oh. And he just uh, 
Oh, right oh, oh, went clear boy. through his floor, oh, oh, what's in between no. the floor and the ceiling, and through her ceiling and was just leaking under while she slept. And she had a ceiling fan on, so it was falling into the <sighs> ceiling fan and being flung all around the room. And they have a picture. Oh. And so the walls, she, oh. she turns on the light, it looks like the walls and ceiling I'm, are all bleeding human blood. I'm going to chunder. You're going to make me chunder. Yes. Is, is that, is that your purpose? <laughs> you got to move. There's no oh, way with yeah, you. That's one of my favorite parts Sean's of the Sean's concerned with the logistics of this. I'm concerned with the fact that you've ruined the show. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite parts of the story. She says, uh, firefighters <sighs> knocked down the door. They found the guy laying there up there. He'd been there for days. Oh, she God. stayed in a hotel for a few nights and says she's looking for a new apartment. Yeah. Well, aren't you a princess? <laughs> Won't ah, sleep in an apartment little, where the ceiling bleeds. Slap a little paint on there, it'll be fine. Exactly. You won't remember it every time you lay down in your bed. You won't, you won't have any trouble falling asleep at night. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. Don't panic, number one. I know seeing lines at the pumps or gas stations with no gas can be extremely stressful. But this is a temporary situation. Do not get more gas than you need in the next few days. As I said, we expect the situation to begin to improve by the weekend and into early next week, and gasoline supply is coming back online, and panic buying will only slow the process. Yeah, that's going to get settled and worked out uh, pretty quickly, but the fact that they paid $50 million to the bad guys... Uh, is only 50 going fifty million is only going to encourage a lot more of this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, I just read something really interesting about the pipeline because it ought to everything ought to be sorted out in the next few days, from what I understand. But one issue is the fifty five hundred mile pipeline flows at just five miles per hour, a fast walk, meaning it could take days or even weeks for gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel to flow through to most places and refill nearly empty storage. Okay, there you go. That's the question I had earlier. So, gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. So it's got three smaller tubes inside the pipeline, then, obviously? I reckon. Huh, I didn't know that. I thought they were just big pipelines full of one sort of thing going through them. No. Nope. Just shows what Apparently I know. Yeah. Israel has called up 9,000 reserves, and there's talk of a ground invasion into Gaza today. So we'll keep our eye on that, even though wow. all the cable networks not named Fox didn't mention the Israeli story at all last night. That's not, crazy. Not even like you come back for that the last break of the night where you say, meanwhile in Israel, you don't do a minute on it? No, nothing. I'm sure it was all Liz Cheney Trump. That's that's wild. Twitter and, uh, was it Instagram or Reddit, were going crazy with video and commentary. Mostly, look at the Palest- uh, Palestinians getting uh, abused by the Israelis. So, tell me if this is weird or not. I want to, our executive producer, Mike Hansen, I want to challenge his child to a foot race you want to challenge another man's child to a race yeah how old is he nine or ten he's nine 
Um, I'm the fastest in my family. My 11 year old, who's who's not slow, he's the second person, fastest person in his class, and he's generally been among the fast kids. I I, I bested him the other day, mm. but I was at the little league game the other day where Hanson's kid was playing. Not Hanson. Hanson too old for little league. Um, uh, his son hits the ball. Not a not a big in is an infield just kind of dribbler. And I thought, well, that's too bad. And he and he 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 made it to first base. Just like just amazing, amazing foot speed. Mm. And I feel like I need to race him. Wow, that's that's interesting. I remember when you boxed your neighbor's twelve-year-old daughter. That was, you'd think you would have learned something from that. You, I Boy, mean, that granted, you you won. That did not look good on the evening news, <laughs> right, man? That was I a mean, rough period for me. I got a lot of I, hate mail. That was pre-camera phone too. But I'll yeah. tell you what, I we lay, hired a crew to film it. In retrospect, a terrible decision. Well, she would talk to me before, and I laid her out in two rounds. Whoever you say you are. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, again probably a PR mistake. Yeah, the taunting was probably the yeah. live and learn. Standing over a twelve-year-old girl. Yeah. As long as they spell your name right, that's the way I look at publicity. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's the beautiful. distance is the key, though. So if my son races me a shorter distance, a man of my age is slow out of the blocks. So uh, he, oh, yeah. he can beat me, beat me in a shorter sprint. So if it's a little bit longer. I got a chance. So I don't know if that's fair or not. So I don't know. I don't On the know. other hand, you go too long and you'll tire easily. I don't know what the uh, accepted distance is for men in their 50s <laughs> racing small children. Ah, uh, let's see. I would suggest I think 100 yards oh, your yeah, longer I'll, leg. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I I beat any kid that age at 100 yards. Not even yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, but the shorter races, I'm just not quick out of the blocks. Mm. Go. What what now? There's a lot of that with me. So you're picturing oh, a straight sprint. <laughs> yeah, what's that? You're you're uh, picturing a straight sprint. How about yeah. timed running the bases? Hmm. Or do you just want the head to head? You crossing the finish line first, it's like arms raised in triumph, <laughs> classic having fastest. beaten a child. Yes, classic fastest man in the world competition. Sort of. Yes. Thing. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It's not at all abnormal. <laughs> So uh, I've been reading more about who's not vaccinated because and how many I, people. Because if I win, his kid's going to think, yeah, you won. You're a grown-up. You're... And if I lose, it's pathetic. So, I mean, it's lose-lose for me. It's almost all downside. <laughs> now, has the the lad indicated any interest no. in this proposition? Oh, no, he's or... completely unaware of this. I think he might respond <laughs> if, his, if, if, my, if Hanson tells him that y- you have a friend who... You want to have a grown-up who wants to race me? How, yes, what do you think? Right. Hanson's talking in my ear. What do you think would be a good distance? What would be a fair distance? 50 <laughs> yards. I think 50 yards is good. I think that's about what I race. 2.3 miles. <laughs> I can't do it in cowboy boots anymore. i got to put on athletic uh, gymnasium shoes <laughs> because it's getting harder as the kids get older and I get slower. Well, you, you once raced a college cheerleader in hiking boots, right? I, I did. Or work boots? And tied her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was much younger than me. Wow. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. We need some more uh, Final Thoughts intros, new ones. Anyway, uh, let's get a final thought by uh, from everybody on the crew. He's pressing buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, Michael. Well, we are in a gas shortage, so here's some tips for you. Drive your car on flat tires. This will slow you down. You'll conserve gas this way. And also, no heavy passengers. 
You know, no passengers over 200 pounds. <laughs> wow. Nice. But this is oh. just common sense. Positive, Sean. A final thought? Yeah, we'll do uh, uh, another quick round of Preakness Racehorse or Streaming Show. Uh, Joe, Midnight yes. Bourbon. Oh, boy. That's a horse. I bet on it. Oh, that, no fair. He cheated. Oh, you actually bet on that horse. I right. did and lost. Uh, yeah, five to one. Uh, Jack, Mayor of Easttown. That's got to be a show. That is a show. A detective in small town Pennsylvania investigates Doesn't, a local didn't murder. Didn't have to be a show. Ding. It could have been a horse. Um, are, is that junkie horse going to race in the Preakness again? It is. Hmm. Mm, needles sticking out of it. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eye on uh, Israel and that area. If they launch a ground war, I think that's going to rise to the level of all news outlets having to uh, take it on. That'll be a full-on war at that point. Yeah, and I think it will be a very troubling and, and hard to watch, as those are all population centers. But war is troubling and hard to watch. Eh... I'll let that be my final thought, I guess. How much does Iran back Hamas? I mean, they do back them. They fund them completely. But how overtly do they back Hamas at this point? Right, right. Uh, I have a question for the president. Can I use uh, Clip 30 as my final thought? I think okay. infrastructure, sir, and in particular, you guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave. I can't resist your questions. Oh, he actually sounds fairly spry in that clip. That clip we played a little earlier was scary. I think the drivers of the driver got to drive. <laughs> like an old man it's muttering f- at the bus stop. It's funny. I talked to my mom uh, this week. And she's exactly the same age as Joe Biden. I said, you sound so much more with it than the president does, and you're exactly the same age. (laughs) Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that extra-large podcast with the fabulous Neil Ferguson, A&G swag, including the I'm vaxxed, no mask t-shirt, flying off the show. Oh, and and the the jogging bra. Women love it. It's super comfortable. An A&G brassiere. I'll wear one when I race Hanson's kid. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. What are you doing? Worst episode ever. That's the fact, Jack. Have you considered being good at your job? I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just complete, utter nonsense. You dare to dance in the path of greatness. It was epic. Okay. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.